Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Thunderdome here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today. Or only one will survive. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Are we doing some, like, Hunger Games stuff or I mean what's going on here I have a letter opener I have oh shoot yeah where's your bludgeoning item what do you have Two there scissors. we go all right I'm toast this is a <laughs> pickle <is> a scissors <laughs> <laughs> today, today is Monday December 14th 2020 it is I didn't do any research for this one it it's is just a Monday 46 <laughs> days till Thanksgiving it is episode 1085 and 1085 is the as you can tell it's been a busy morning uh the oh, it's the number of runs scored by Michael Young in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. I the recognize some Michael of those Young. words. <laughs> okay, so today's the last show of the week. Yes, uh, it's the first and last show of the week. And here's what we're gonna do. Okay, so you asked me Saturday, like, what are we gonna do Monday? What are we gonna do for the show? Because it's like, on one hand, there's a lot to talk about, but like fitting them into the pre-designed segments feels a little bit like weird. So here's what I want to do. There's too many ranges of topics that we have to cover today, especially with two seasons. So here's what I want to do. We're going to take a page from the Blackie Shared playbook. Shout out Blackie Shared. And we're going to go scatter shooting. Okay. This is going to be, we're going to go for about an hour ish. However long we get stuff. And uh, so this is part mailbag. So if you've got questions or you've got topics that you want us to tackle, you can get in the comments on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. You've also got, um, you've also, it's part mailbag and then it's also just part stream of consciousness because there's a lot to talk about. We'll cover everything. We'll cover high school football. We'll cover college football. Uh, We'll also cover a bit of recruiting. Uh, because one thing I um, I'm, I'm interested in. So basically, today we're going inside the mind of Greg Tepper, which is like more or less. Because I've had a lot of thoughts. I think we have to start- <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts. Greg Tepper, 2020. Put, put that put cross stitch that on a throw pillow. <laughs> all right. So here's first of all, do we have first fourth of the door? 
Yes, we sure do. Um, it was Aaron Arbuckle, Rob Hadaway, Aaron Flynn, and Brent Holman. Welcome in, fellas. Welcome in, friends. Okay. So, here are some just some... We, we probably have to start at the beginning. And the beginning is that normally, Monday of state championship week is boring. And by boring, I mean more boring than the normal, than the rest of the week. Now, yeah. I want to invite you to go to texasfootball.com slash state. Texasfootball.com slash state has our big over-the-top state championship preview of all the games. I won't put a number on it to not spoil the surprise. <laughs> um, all the games. Uh, and, and I got to tell you, the Dave Campbell's crew crushed it. Just fantastic stuff there. Uh, we have Matt Steps preview. We have players to watch. We have match key matchups. We have infographics. We have prediction graphics. We have a video for each of the games. Okay, Nobody covers the state championship games like TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com slash state is where you can park thyself. Okay, So there is that. Uh, TexasFootball.com slash state. I want you to go there. All right. Now. Man, they're back again. Sirens going off in Louisville. Thunderdome, indeed. Crazy. Okay, but you'll notice that I didn't say the number of games because I woke up this morning and there were eight games. That is a fact. There are now seven games. That is a sad fact. Um, If you have not heard yet, um, the and this was first reported by um, Lehman Saunders and Cowboy Parks of SixManSource.com and uh, SixMania.com, respectively. Uh, but it has since been independently confirmed by Dave Campbell's Texas Football, uh, and also uh, the UIL has put out uh, their statement that the 1A Division II state championship game pitting Balmeray against Richmond Springs has been postponed uh, because of a COVID-19. Well, the UIL didn't say this, but there's a COVID-19 outbreak in Balmeray. Uh, and so as a result, the 11, that was supposed to kick off at 11 a.m. on Wednesday. It's supposed to be the first of eight games at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Uh, as a result, that game will not be played. Uh, on Wednesday. Now, let's talk about what this doesn't mean because I think there's some there's there's some uh, some some misinformation out there, and there's also, in my opinion, uh, and and I've been guilty of this too. There has been in the COVID age, there has been a conflation of the word canceled and the word postponed. They are different. They are very different. They are so different, and it's really important to mention that right now. This game is postponed, okay? This game is not canceled, and the UIL has come out and said that as, that the teams can reschedule it and play it, and they will recognize them as champions as long as the game is played by January 16th. That gives them a month. Mm-hmm. That gives them a month, and basically they're saying, you can't play it after 6A and 5A are done. Right. That's what they're saying. Yeah, we've got a time limit on this. We've got a time limit. The buzzer will go off, so we cannot. You cannot play this game on, you know, after after six a and five air. But that's a substantial amount of time. That's a month. That's a month. Now let's work under the assumption. This is, and again, these are all assumptions. We don't know the details of the of the, of the outbreak at Balmeray. But let's work under the assumption that they're out for two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. That they can't play this week, and they can't play next week. Which is standard protocol. I do wonder. I think there's a couple of options for them. I do wonder. If they play on like January first, which would be two weeks from Friday, and I, I wonder if if that might be the first date that they look at for playing that game. Here is the other thing about it, though. I would right now say that it is unlikely that this game will be played at AT and T Stadium. Not impossible, but unlikely. 
if it was going to be played at AT&T Stadium, what they would most likely do is tack it on to the front end of the first day of the 6A and 5A. So 6A and 5A games are supposed to go on on Friday, and uh, Friday sa- January 15th mm-hmm. and Saturday, January 16th. Um, they could tack this game on to the beginning of January 15th uh, because the UIL already rented the place. Um, and they, you know, you, it's not hourly. You just get it for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they could do that. That is a possibility. I do not think that is particularly likely. That is opinion. Right. Okay. That would be my jam. Right. So here is what I, if you were to ask me here, let's even do this. There's a great website that I actually, I use this a lot. Are you familiar with Meatways? M E E T W A Y S. Not like an awesome butcher shop name. Okay. It's instead. I was like, man, are we getting more smoked turkey breast? Like, are we I'd back be, on that? I'd be down, that that's I'd be down scatter that. shooting right there. That's <laughs> shooting. So I'm going to go to meatways.com and I'll put in Richland Springs and Balmeray. Here's what's in between Richland Springs and Balmeray. Um, well, Ozona, Big Lake, I don't think that. Where I think they could play this game. I think it's I think it's possible they play this game somewhere in Midland, Odessa. Yeah. I think it's possible they play this game in San Angelo. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of different options that they could play this game. As a result. So basically this website gives you the halfway point. Gives them where like if, if you're coming from one place and the other. Me- so like, okay. Yeah, That's cool. So like if you and I like I use that, this is hundred percent true. I use that like whenever I'm dropping off pages for people. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, put in your address, put in my address, what's in between? Let's meet at the Starbucks or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. I do not. I think it is probably unlikely that Balmeray is going to be like, oh no, we'll drive 400 miles to Arlington when we don't have to. Yeah. It's like, no. I would bet that they stake out a place somewhere in the middle and decide to meet there and play the title game. Well, and the thing, too, realistically speaking, that makes this like. Since it is 1A, these guys are absolutely not used to playing in stadiums that are even as big as, say, San Angelo Central Stadium. So it's one of those things of as much as it sucks to not be able to go to AT&T, that alone itself playing in a giant stadium like that still probably feels mm-hmm. more like yeah. a state championship than it would be if a 5 and 6A game got pushed back and right. they had to play at San Angelo Central. Right. So that is the latest um, we don't know when this game's going to be made up. We don't know when this game's going to be played. Uh, from what we understand in talking to the principals uh, at each uh, school, from what or from hearing from, uh, I, I, both schools have been contacted. Okay, both schools. We've heard from both schools from different people, and they both want to play the game. This game's not going to. I, I, I think it is unlikely that this game's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of qualifiers are not I think it's likely this game happens is the better way to say that but it's not going to happen on Wednesday um, so we will see we'll keep you posted we got a story up on texasfootball.com with the latest that's the big news of the day um, there is also uh, what else do I want to talk about Let's see if I have any topics we can talk about the state championship games we've got our preview up at texasfootball.com um, and I don't know I went nine and three on my state semifinal picks. Yeah. Um, the only the ones that I missed, I took. I took Mount Vernon over Jim Ned. Mm-hmm. Mount Vernon has come open. If you're interested, the, the coach has resigned. You took um, Gunner over Canadian. I took Gunner over Canadian, which makes me one and four <laughs> in picking that game. Like next year, I am confusion. Okay, hold me, hold me to this. Hold me to this. Yes. Next year, I'm not making a pick. No, that's not how that works. 
Next year, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go and shrug uh-uh. into the camera for five minutes. Just be like, oh, okay. Well, that makes it way easier on my editing right. standpoint. So honestly, I'm not upset about that. I'm just gonna go gunner and Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then who? And then the other one that I missed was May and Blum. They, there weren't any six man games. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, oh, I took uh, LBJ over Lindale. Yeah. And Lindale had that wild come from behind win yeah. over LBJ. Jenkins so just... now, but I would also say that even with those losses, for me, even with me missing those games, mm-hmm. I don't know that you can qualify any of the state finalists at least once they made the state semifinals as surprises. No, right? If Wimberley had beaten Carthage, that would have been a surprise. Yes. Right. I if Timpson would have beaten Shiner, mm-hmm. that would have been a surprise. If Fall City would have beaten, beaten Mart. Mart that would have been a surprise. Everyone else, I think you could have seen getting there. And right. so, we have these state championships um, now set for AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Uh, it'll start at now 2 o'clock on, Thursday, or on Wednesday with Sterling City and um, May. That game, by the way, we have a great podcast up that's already out of date. Granger Hunters and I recorded it yesterday, and Granger goes way in depth on these teams. So if you're if you're interested in the six man games and you want to know what to look for, he is on. He's calling the game for Fox Sports Southwest. Mm-hmm. So we also have a long preview of Balmeray and Richmond Springs, which will be valid later. But if you want to listen to that, it's an episode of Tap and Step. It's in your Tap and Step feed. It's also on TexasFootball.com. Um, games I'm most excited about in order. Okay. Game the the number one game I'm most interested in is Shiner and Post. Mm-hmm. Thursday morning, wake up, pour yourself as they said in the picks video, pour yourself a hot cup of football brutality. brutality. These teams are going to take lumps out of each other. It's going to be great, just fantastic physical football. That's number one on my list. Number two on my list is Jim Ned and Hallettsville. Agreed. Uh, because of the Jonathan Brooks show going up against what's feeling real team of destiny ish. Mm-hmm. And Jim Ned. two teams that I feel like, being completely honest, we never at the beginning of the year would have no. assumed that they would have you know been what? in this let position. Me tell you, let me tell you. I can tell you where they were ranked. Right, I right. am excited to see Jonathan Brooks play live. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be good. Hallettsville started the year number eight, and Jim Ned started the year unranked, and in our computer rankings, they were number 32. So, yeah. Jim Ned's like a legit surprised to yep. be here. Hallettsville, I think we thought they'd be pretty good, but at the same time, when you're ranked 8th and you're playing in the state championship mm-hmm. game, I mean, when we're talking about they were... Well, they yeah, they would have been... Well, they are only 2nd in the right half of the bracket. Only behind Rockdale, yeah. who was a little bit disappointing. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's 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 one thing to, to certainly consider is that, you know, they're, they're interested. If there was a third game that I'm most interested in, I mean, it might be Sterling City May. Sterling yeah. City May is going to be a banger, guys. Yeah. I think it's going to be. And I was talking about. I was going to say like it would have been. I was talking about this with Granger. Balmeray and Richard Springs. Yeah, unfortunately, I, w- I was talking about about this with uh, with Granger. It has been, and he made the point. He was talking with Lehman Saunders, um, that since the split mm-hmm. of the divisions, we have not had two games that are projected to be this close. They're projected to be this close. And I can go to, if you go to his venerable sixmanfootball.com, he has um, spreads on each of them. Uh, Balmer, um, that's not right, but Balmeray was favored by 36, which is not true. And Sterling City is favored by May over 21, by, or, or over May by 21. I think those are those are too rich for my blood. I think those, I think both those games are legit coin flips, mm-hmm. which is going to make Sterling City and May really fun. Which, 
I mean, is a point to be proven true, too, because they went into overtime mm -hmm. as well both, in the state so, semifinal And that's games. what's so great about that is that both semifinals in, in 1A Division One were overtime games, mm -hmm. and both semifinals in 1A Division Two were one-score games. Yep. I think Richland Springs won by three, and mm -hmm. I think Balmory won by six. Which in six-man is just yeah. wild. I, you, you don't know, see that. You don't see that very often. Also, I took May, putting that out there in the public. Shout out you. She's taking me. Yeah, and that's one thing. And and we're really we're really kind of one thing that I'm I'm very conscious of whenever we put out our our uh, our predictions is I think people mistake unanimity for certainty. Mm -hmm. So like for example, um everyone in the um everyone in in 1A Division 1, mm -hmm. uh, all four of our experts, Granger Huntress, Lehman Saunders, Bobby Brown at 1afan.com and Cowboy Parks at sixmania.com. All four of them took Sterling City. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a coin flip game. Yep. Really and truly. And so that's going to be really fun to watch. Um, okay. What else? Okay, so let's talk a little bit about big school playoffs. Get your topics in. We'll get to some topics here in a moment that you guys are interested in. We're just scatter shooting today. In the 6A and 5A playoffs in the first round, overall, on balance, it was a pretty chalky first round. On balance, I yeah. would say that there were about ninety-five percent of the games went in ways that are not surprising. That's not to say I picked ninety-five percent of the games right because I didn't. I don't know what percentage I got. Probably in the nineties. Um, but I think that there were enough games that were that it that close games that went one way or the other that it's not a surprise they went there. Overall, I thought that it was relatively chalky. Mm -hmm. Which is but, pretty normal. Correct. Yeah, and the first round of the playoffs tends to be like that. But I think the ones that did change were bigger than what we would have expected. There weren't a lot of bombs dropped, but uh, the ones that were dropped were nuclear. Massive. Yeah. Let's start in 6A Division One Region 4, mm -hmm. which is, and we... Run back the tape! <laughs> Craig Way, on this show, told you to keep an eye on Round Rock and Lake Travis. Mm-hmm. Told you to. Uh, and that's because Round Rock is a good team. And it's it's one of these things that the nuance is really important here. So I want to make sure we're holding two thoughts in our head at the same time. Mm -hmm. Here's one thought. One thought is that I think that the COVID-19 outbreak for Lake Travis and them having to take the final two weeks of the regular season off, their last two games, and go three weeks between games... I think that got them out of rhythm, and I think that that probably had some sort of impact on this game. Mm -hmm. That's one thought. We can hold that in our head. We are also smart enough to hold another thought in our head, which is Round Rock straight up beat Lake Travis. They flat out outplayed them. They were the better team, and they deserve to go to the second round, plain and simple. And they do not need to make excuses about it. Mm -hmm. I thought got a great game from the quarterback Seth Ford. They came up with gutsy play calls. The defense played lights out. And they got a good running game from Israel Morgan. Round Rock is a deserving area round match mm -hmm. or finalist. They deserve to be there. They outplayed. They beat Lake Travis. Plain mm -hmm. and simple. They won the game that was put in front of them. We can hold both these thoughts in our head at the same time. And it doesn't disparage what Round Rock did. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say, I feel like there's a, there's a pretty fine line there. Like a good line that you can say like, yes, there have been so many different teams that have gone through these 
yeah, you're a little bit after like out of whack not playing for three weeks. But the other thing is, too, that you can look at that Round Rock team and you can watch that game be played and know that it, it wasn't a fluke yeah. by any stretch no. of the means. No, 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 like, no, Round Rock beat them. All. That was not like a, a bunch of crazy things happened or anything like that. Round Rock went out there and they beat Lake Travis. Hard stop. That makes 6A Division One Region 4, which we talked about in the bracketology and all this fun stuff, it felt like we were careening towards a battle of the lakes between Lake Travis and Westlake. Mm -hmm. I think it really opens up for Westlake now. I think Round Rock's going to be a problem. I think Round Rock's going to be a problem. And you want to keep an eye on them. They get a big game this week against Cibolo Steel. Can they do it again? So that's 6A Division One, Region 4. Let's go to 6A Division Two, Region 4. Yeah. This was a Saturday game. San Antonio Stinking Roosevelt. Beat Converse Judson. San Antonio <laughs> Roosevelt beats Converse Judson 28-21. In the first round. In the first round, and I would need to look this up. Let me let me look this up. And it's it's a bona fide stunner. I mean, that's a bona fide stunner. We and were sitting in the office here, and Tep goes, "Holy cow, it happened!" Right. And I was like, "What?" And he goes, "Judson lost." And I said, "Hang on, what?" <laughs> that is Roosevelt's second playoff win since two thousand and one. That's. Unbelievable. Okay, they won a they won a first round playoff game with New Braunfels in 2012. Mm -hmm. But after that, their last playoff win was a uh, a second round win over Alice in 2001. Literally almost 20 years. Fantastic job by Matt Carroll and the Rough Riders to go out there and defensively really slow them down and look and shake up Region Four because. Uh, and by the way, that is Judson. Where's, where where are you? I'm looking for them. I'm doing some work here. Um, let's see. Judson. No, not you, you dumb dumb. Um, we'll get there, I promise. Um, what are you looking for? I'm looking for the last time Judson lost in the first round of the playoffs. Oh, Lord. Um, I may not be you better be scrolling that. for a while. There we go. Converse. Converse Judson lost in the first round of the playoffs last time in 2011. They lost San Antonio Mass in 25-24 in 2011. Before that, was 2008. Before that, 2000. It just doesn't happen very often. No. They, you can always usually pencil them in. and so That's three from, times in the last right. two decades. And and much like, different, I think, than Division One. okay, in Region 4, where Lake Travis loses, but Westlake remains as kind of this I think a lot of us picked like uh, Westlake to to come out of Region Four. Mm -hmm. I think they are they are now. I think they go from favorite to considerable favorite mm -hmm. in Six A Division One Region Four. That is not the case in Six A Division Two Region Four. No, now it just opens up because now it's like okay, is it Brennan? Is it Vandergrift? Yeah. Is it uh, San Antonio Johnson, mm -hmm. who got a scare this week but came out on the other side? Is it... <laughs> advance or survive it, in advance. Is it Edinburgh Vela? I mean, look, I'm just telling you, 6A Division Two Region 4 just got wide open. The doors got mm -hmm. thrown open. Why not San Antonio Roosevelt? They took the crown, right? Yeah. Put some respect on the Rough Riders' name. Respect. Awesome. Awesome. Um, 5A was much quieter. Uh, that was pretty chalky. The the game that I thought was really interesting, another game that we kind of put you on to, was Port Arthur Memorial and Fort Bend Hightower. Uh, Fort, Bend or Fort Bend Hightower pulls off the, the upset. Mm -hmm. um, it is an upset because, look, they were a fourth-place finisher. over. That's a four over a one. Mm -hmm. But 
look, we also told you that they're a lot better than their record indicates. Yep. And and they came out and they took it to Port Arthur Memorial. Fantastic win for, for without Joseph, their head coach Joseph the Sam was not there. Their head coach, but he Joseph was on Sam, Twitter. <laughs> he was. Uh, Joseph Sam was in quarantine because of exposure, uh, contact tracing for COVID nineteen. Uh, but they pull out a fantastic win, uh, and they're through to the second round. Uh, and that was that was, uh, if I remember correctly. He was tweeting about how that was like the the curse. Yeah, um, he he said the curse is broken. We did it. The so they have not. That's their first. Believe it or not, that's Hightower's first playoff win since 2013. That's wow. that's the year after they played for the title game. Yeah, or two years after they played for the title in 2011. Uh, yeah, they haven't they haven't won a playoff game since 2013. They had lost in the first round 2014, 2015, 2017, 2018, and 2019. But they are through to the second round. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, really, really exciting if stuff. If you missed that video on Twitter, go watch it because it's, it's worth your time. It's great. Uh, one other upset I want to put you on to is Marble Falls beating Brenham. Yeah. And and that's pretty amazing. Uh, the slot tee at Marble Falls is cooking. And now Marble Falls, Sherilyn Pioneer in the weirdest game of the year. Mm-hmm. Not to mention Marble Falls won that game in overtime, I'm pretty sure, uh, yeah, on a 40-yard field goal to go to win 27-24. Amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, let's do some, some real quick uh, talk on college football. Real quick. We'll do a quick scatter shooting on them. We talk North Texas. Myrtle Beach Bowl. Uh, Myrtle Beach Bowl, good for them. Uh, we get – so UAB holds off Rice – a little disappointing because we will not have a team in a conference championship game. UTSA would have gone to the mm-hmm. CUSA title game if UAB or if Rice had beaten UAB. UAB wins 21-16. But the good news for UTSA is that we get a bowl game this Saturday Yeah. in the Frisco SMU-UTSA. Mm-hmm. And I'm super into that. That's what is it, the smoothie bowl this year? It's like the smoo- tropical smoothie, smoothie Frisco bowl, something like that. <laughs> So we get oh, we get uh, <laughs> SMU and UTSA in the Smoothie Bowl. Houston is going to go play. Where did it say they were playing? They got a bowl game. Who? Uh, Houston. Mm. They they were named to a. Um, Brett McMurphy tweeted out the he list. He did. I know he did. Um, schedules. Let's find this. As you can tell, we're really doing a, a great job. Um, Houston is playing Hawaii That's in the right. New Mexico Bowl. In the New Mexico Bowl in Frisco. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then, They're playing Hawaii. North Texas is going to play App State yes. in um at the in in the Myrtle Beach Bowl in in Conway, South Carolina. Um. Yeah. Memphis. Wait, it's not in Myrtle Beach. No. That's it's dumb. It's in Conway, South Carolina. Uh, yeah, Hawaii and Houston in the New Mexico Bowl in Frisco. So figure that one out. Um, yeah. So, Can we just acknowledge this is totally not in our wheelhouse, but that Nevada and Tulane are playing in the Potato Bowl, and that, to me, is just fun. I well, like that. Explain to me how that's fun. Well, one, the Potato Bowl doesn't get enough credit for being called the Potato Bowl. Two, like, Nevada, the Green Wave, that's just so random and right up my alley. TCU drills Louisiana Tech. Oklahoma State drills Baylor. Uh, that was not and that and, was and the so but the bad. word the the news out of Baylor is bigger because the news out of Baylor, if you missed it, is that Charlie Brewer, the starting quarterback for Baylor, um, is going to enter the transfer portal as a grad transfer. He's going to transfer from Baylor, um, so that leaves a hole at quarterback. They've got I think they've got options uh, in Jacob Zeno. Uh, as well as uh, Gary Bohannon. Who stepped in the game for the first time 
this season, right? Zeno did, which is stunning to me. Um, and then they've also got the incoming uh, freshman in Kyron Drones. But where will Charlie Brewer end up? That's obviously going to be a big question going forward. Um, that's one thing to certainly keep an eye on. I want to throw out one other thing, and this is this is follow me on this, okay? So you may have heard that Gus Malzahn has been fired at Auburn. Yes. Um, a little strange. But I think they were just kind of tired of him. I think that, I think that it was just I, a weird year to do it after eight years of contemplating it. It seems I just, like it's, yeah, it's like it's, why do it now? I don't I don't get it. Especially with that buyout. I don't get it, but I don't oh, cover Auburn, cow. so you know, don't hold me to that. Here's the Texas connection. You know who's committed to Auburn? It was said yesterday in the Slack chat. Demetrius Davis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quarterback at North Shore is committed to Auburn. Is he still? Because I got to tell you, if he opens up, if he opens up his commi- his, his recruitment, that's suddenly another big time quarterback on yep. the board for people to come get. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that I've got my that was my first thought and whenever the new uh, pops across my my phone that uh, that he had been um, that he had been uh, fired was what does that do to Demetrius Davis's um, uh, um, his recruitment? Yeah, he is because does he open it up again? And if he does, man. Texas schools have got to lock that one down. Yep. You know, like um, you can't yeah. let that one go. Right. It'll be real. Some school in Texas has got to make that happen. <laughs> I'm down with it. Okay. Um. Anything else? I think that's about it. Does, do people have questions or comments? Yeah, real fast. My yeah. sweatshirt today is. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's the, that's what everybody's <laughs> talking about. It is. It's Star Wars. <laughs> So there's that. That was the big question. I got asked a couple different times. Um, do we know? And you know what? I know that we don't know the answer to this it's question. Fine. Might as well ask it. Um, so obviously the 1A game got canc- or postponed. Postponed. Very important. What happens if a 5 and 6A game gets right. postponed? Uh, and it's a shrug the answer, emoji. The answer is we don't know. We don't the answer is we don't know. And we hope that it doesn't. Like that's first, just of, the first of all, everybody go knock on wood. Yeah. Um, but if a 5A and 6A title game were to get postponed, I think there's a fair... I, th- I wonder if they would just declare co-champions. Because, look, the UIL could kick that can down the road and be like, we'll wait two more weeks to play it. But, like, they got to get on to basketball. They got to yeah. get on. They got other stuff going on, and they can't hold up everything for football. I know that football is the straw that stirs the drink, but I wonder if they would, at that point, since they've really declared a firm end mm-hmm. on the 16th, um, I do wonder if they would just declare co-champions. I feel like, yeah, I feel like the only way that something else comes out of that is if maybe two out of the four games yes. had an issue, then maybe we're looking at a bigger problem here. But if there's only one out of four, it's like, I don't think that you can push this season back. No. Any, like you got to remember, these are high school kids. They're not, they're not college kids going to bowl games or whatever. Like yeah, they think, have other things I think to do. I think at some point you got to put your foot down. Yeah. And, and that's kind of where I'm at. And on say it. we so, can't go all the way until June. I don't you know? know the answer. The answer is we don't know. My inkling is that they would declare co-champions. Mm-hmm. That would be my, that would be my inkling, but you know, who knows? We'll, we'll figure that out. They, they will. I do not think I'll say this. I do not think they would make a team forfeit a state championship game. I mean, they declare them co-champions, mm-hmm. and then we'd all yell, and there'd be people who complain about how and we should have forfeited. Yeah, like, oh, Twitter well. fight start of, well, we would have beat y'all, and, and blah, then, blah, and, and then, we'll and, never know. And you right. know what? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so textfootball.com slash state. Um, we got anything else? Um, do you want to 
people asking too when they should get the Rising Star magazine. It's coming. Yeah, we it don't. We don't have them. Soon. I don't think we have them. In I don't the think we have them in the office yet. So, um, apparently they've they've been running. The printer's been running slow. Um, mail has been running incredibly slow. Well, too, that too. So I did have to mail um, a bunch. I went help. to. I had to mail a bunch of gifts today, and, and that was not a not my favorite thing in the entire world to ever do. Uh, but yes, that uh, they should be they should be showing up very soon. I'm sorry, I don't have a better date for you, uh, but I'm kind of at the mercy of the printer. Uh, they are coming, I promise you. The, you will get them before they hit newsstands because they haven't come off the printer yet. And so, yeah, that's the way. And they go directly from the printer to you. So, you got anything else? No, we have realistically answered basically all the questions that were asked through just scatter shooting. Yeah, so. texasfootball.com slash state for all things Texas high school football. Uh, state championship games. Uh, we'll keep you covered on all things. We got a big plans for it. Um, really good job on those infographics. Tepper made the infographics that are on shut there with up. the comic book thing. No, you, you, I mean, you shouted everyone else out on Twitter, but those were really stinking good. I don't like giving you compliments, but I was really impressed with those, mainly because I do graphics for a living, so I get it. I'm never complimenting you again. Yeah, stop that. It's terrible. I tried. It's wrong. Anyways, there's my Christmas gift to you. All right. Uh, we're back Monday, but uh, please tune in to Fox Sports Southwest and watch the state championship games. And also, yeah, textfootball.com. Yeah. and We're tired, as you can tell. Yeah. We'll be doing a, a – we should be doing a show next Monday, Tuesday, yes. Wednesday. Yeah. We're not coming in here on Christmas Eve and Christmas. Sorry. No. Uh, next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> Man, Pickle's here to fight. Uh, <laughs> next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll have a show. Uh, and it'll be a lot more normal than this. But this has just been a bit of, uh, you know, that's stream of consciousness, everything that's on my brain. So that's going to do for us. Also, tomorrow, tune in to TexasFootball.com because we'll be announcing the 10 finalists for the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year Award. Oh, yeah. <gasps> Big doings. That'll be exciting. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. If you would have Young. broken that in 2020, I would have just we would have just quit. Vince Young, your player of the year trophy. Uh, we'll see you at at t Stadium in Arlington. But otherwise, we'll see you Monday on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.